Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Ren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share with you my friends' God stories. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Let's jump in. Welcome back to the Friends of a Feather podcast, my friend. I am excited about our summer of practical. We have been hearing from women through all walks of life to talk to us about things that we can do in our life to make our lives better and simpler. And uh, you know, I'm all about the practical. So I am super excited to welcome back to the podcast, my friend, my coach. She really has coached me a few different times in a few different areas because I needed her. Alicia Byers, welcome back, my friend. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So Alicia and I met over Instagram. I start all my conversations like that. So-and-so and I met each other on Instagram, but that's what it's like. So it's fine, right? We're fine. We're fine. Everybody's fine. Um, but Alicia and I met over Instagram. She is an incredible, incredibly talented business coach. She's all about strategy and referrals and time management. And she's a wife and a mom to two. And she is also the daughter of another good friend of mine, Jamie Bailey. So we are so excited to have you on the podcast today, Alicia. Yes. It's always good to reconnect. Like when we meet people on Instagram, it's amazing to me the relationships you can cultivate in such a short amount of time over the internet. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. Like 10 years ago, it's like, who is that person? And now we can just know people really well online if you're strategic about it, of course. But it's always fun to get to have like real conversations with you outside of DMs. It is. It is. And I think that's when our friendship went to the next level. You were on the podcast a few months back and then we exchanged numbers. We're like, we're going to be friends. Like, there's no question. Like we, yes, the answer is yes. Yes, the answer is yes. So um, what she is walking through right now, y'all, is she is just, they have just sold their house and they are looking for a little bit of land to start a farm and have baby rabbits and baby goats and baby chickens and all the things. So we are excited to follow along that journey for sure with y'all. Ah, we're so excited. It's, <laughs> for us, it's really along the journey of more rest. How can we have, mm. a, you know, we think of those kind of farm things and it's a lot of work, um, but it's a lot of like, mental and spiritual rest. You're out there working with your hands. You can't hold your phone. You can't stay. You're connecting with people beside you and in front of you and around you. And that is something so special. And so it really fits in with what our family's like mission is, is to cultivate that kind of community that slows down. And so thank you for sharing about that. We are so excited about what's to come. Also a little excited, nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Well, y'all are going to be great. Y'all have had chickens in the past. And so y'all know that is something that y'all want to do and, and desire to do. And so this is kind of funny because I was on a call with you, I guess a couple months ago, and you shared about a note that you had written that were like all your to-do list things for when you were like, 
a teenager, like a young teenager. And you were like, I'm going to do this, this, this. And I love old journals that we can read. I mean, those are the best. Thank you, moms, for keeping those because they are like gold, right? And you had written something at the bottom of that. And so tell me what you had written. And I'm going to ask a follow-up question on that. Oh, so I found my like 15 year old journal and I had done a written out my morning. I'm an Enneagram three, if that matters to anybody. So I'd written down my morning routine at the age of 15. And I had beside each task listed um, how much time it would take. So I could calculate the right time to wake up to be sure I did all the things. At the bottom of the list, I wrote move in all caps move as fast as you can exclamation mark wow if that was not a foretelling of what god was going to do in my life like Mm -hmm. oh my word when i saw that i like started crying laughing because it was funny and then i thought man like this is like in my like flesh like this is Mm -hmm. my flesh to just move fast and like knock it out and just anyways. But yes, move as fast as you can was my encouragement to self. Well, and I think that's a good beginning. That's a good start because we can see that the journey that you've had, I mean, you tell me, you're like, Ren, this is not natural to me to be, you know, managing my time. Like I have had to work at it and it's a work in progress. We all are. But how you started back. So tell me, how did you go from that 15 year old girl that was like, move as fast as you can, get it done, go, 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 go until when you were um, becoming a coach and being a coach specifically on time management. How did you really go from that to the shift? That's such an interesting question for a couple reasons. But the main thing that comes to mind for me is people around me. It was people around me. Um, It was not something that I desired because to me, success is doing more, achieving more, getting things done, managing things well. So I still view that as successful, but now I view the method to which I get there as equally important as getting there. So before it was kind of this like do whatever it takes mindset to get that outcome. And now I care more about the method to get to the outcome, the things that I want, um, that matters to me more than necessarily the outcome. So to get to that point was others in my life, God obviously planting others, um, but just calling me to certain messages. Like I remember hearing like a sermon just about the importance of working out of our rest. And that changed me, you know, that really, really changed me. And so people, the word um, and support system and really stepping out into the space of I'm going to fight this and I want to go first. I want to go first in telling others that we don't have to race. We don't have to cross the finish line exhausted. We can still, I was on my bike and they were saying like, be sure that when you cross the finish line, you have enough in your tank for a victory lap. You have enough left to like celebrate that. And so often it's like the culture tells us like, you know, just, hustle harder, move fast, like that simple encouragement to myself. But it's like, I have nothing left when I get there. I don't want to get there that way. Um, So people, scripture, um, others, mentors, business mentors, um, lots of lots of resources, and then just personal choices, just me taking that and making choices in self control to make steps in that direction. I don't want to discount that I played a role in that just by being obedient and really making choices that were very counter what my flesh really wanted to do. 
Mm. I think that's so important because we're all works in progress. So no matter if, you know, you're a podcaster, or if you're a mom that stays home or you're homeschooling your kids or you're sending your kids to school or you're working outside of the home or you're involved with ministry, you know, I think working from that rest is so important no matter what stage of life we're in. So as moms, no matter whatever our ministry is, whatever we're called to do outside of the home, inside the home, what are our worst time stealers? Like the things that really steal our time that we don't even know, like we don't even notice that they're stealing our time. I know one of them. What would you say? Multitasking, mm. distracted living, and honestly, creating must do's around things that you really should be want to's. Um, as moms, there's a lot of things that we want to do. And somewhere along the lines, we convince, convince ourselves that they are must do items. When we start going that direction, we waste so much time uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, just living frantic because we're running around like, I got to do this. I got to do that. When really 80% of the results in our life come from 20% of what we do. So when we look at like spending time with our kids, like we want to do all these things, but really we don't have to do those things. And so as moms, you know, we see ourselves spending so much time in all these things that don't really change our relationship with our kids or our relationship in the house, or maybe the way the house is, like cleaning the baseboards. I want to do that. But do I? Is that a must? No, it's not a must. So we we see so much time being spent on all of the want-tos, and then we t neglect or don't give top priority or full attention to the needs because we're, we're just trying to tackle everything at once. So I would say multitasking, distracted living, and then just not prioritizing, not keeping things a priority. Um, that should be a priority. Prioritizing your priorities first. That was a lot of prioritizing, but keeping things front and center. Um, we've got to keep that as a focus and do that well. How do we do it? How do we do that when we have um, these, I love that you said want to's and must do's. How do we keep that on the forefront of our mind, the priorities? I was talking with the client about this the other day knowing what we can control and what we can't control. Sometimes we prioritize things that we really can't control. And that does not help us. <laughs> we can control things. We have things that we can control. We have things that we can't control. And then, then we have things that we can influence. Mm. And so first is just the awareness of knowing what those are. Then it's prioritizing correctly. In our life, we've got about three to five things that we can really marinate and focus on at at one time, things that are valuable to us. So it might be our children, you may work, it might be our spouse, it should be our spouse, those kind of things. And if we're going to prioritize them, everything else really needs to take a backseat, our faith, those kind of things. So when you look at all the things you could do, start with the ones that line up with those core values, family, marriage, kids, start with those, then trickle down to things like the baseboards. <laughs> more beneficial for me to sit with my child and, and read them a book or cuddle or have a meaningful conversation. Yeah, I'm taking care of them in another way by cleaning the house. And I do that. I like to keep my house clean. But when I'm faced with the time dilemma, I'm always going to go with the thing that aligns most with those top priorities. Mm. Keep that in your mind. Like those are our glass balls 
and our glass balls we want to protect because if we drop them, somebody gets hurt. Everything else is ping pong balls. Mm. Everything else is, it's okay. It's okay if we don't do it. So you are much more likely to prioritize correctly if you know and feel very confident what your glass balls are. If you know that, then even if you don't get to all those small things, you know you kept the sacred things sacred. Mm. You know you kept them sacred. And that is what I want to see in my day every day. Did I keep the things sacred that are supposed to be sacred? Or did I put something that is a want and a wish, something that's insignificant to eternity above something that has a lot more merit. So that's where I would start. And that's where I try and, and emulate my choices from what's, what are those sacred things? And are my decisions and how I spend my time aligning with keeping them sacred? Mm. I think that's really good talking about keeping those things sacred, sacred. And how many times do I just get caught up and have, you know, distractibility and say, oh, well, somebody needs me on an email or they need me on a text or, you know, and then I put, I pick up that phone. I pick up that, you know, email instead of, well, I'm right in the middle of cooking dinner and I'm talking with my son while he's doing his homework. Like what, you know, and that's the thing is the priorities get out of shift. And I love how you have helped me really reframe this in my head, Alicia, because I, um, I struggle with that. I struggle with prioritizing my home and even pri putting like having priority on the things that matter. There's some things that I don't, I mean, like I'm going to spend time with the Lord in prayer and in his word every day. I'm going to spend time with my husband at night, but like in the middle, that's where I <laughs> struggle. And you helped me really to, to keep that, to keep that priority. Um, and so I love, you said multitasking is a time stealer, distracted living and trying to control that there's a control difference between control and influence. That's good. Yeah. That one is a huge one that I find myself in a lot is I'm spending a lot of time trying to control things that either I can't control or I might just have influence over. Mm. And so I acknowledge that I basically stopped pouring time into those because I'm like, Oh, I did what I could do here. And now my part is done. Mm. I'm able to detach from that. But when I live multitasking, even mentally, like how many times are we, you know, I, I heard a speaker once who's a good friend. She said like, you know, just be where your feet are. And my feet are often washing dishes, but my mind is not there. My heart is not there. And so I think if we just start practicing that, just practicing presence, we'll see a lot more outcomes that we actually want. And at the end of the day, we're going to have enough room in the tank for that victory lap. We're going to have enough room to be like, oh, today was a great day. Mm -hmm. But man, sometimes it's like, and there are days that we fumble across the finish line. Like there are some days we are flat out exhausted, but I truly do not believe that that's how God intended for us to live. Um, I don't, you know, I just, I think that there are heavy days and I'm not going to discount that, but I, I don't believe that our life should be measured by how many days we left exhausted, how many days we barely made it to bed. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, cultivate gratitude. Um, the things that we know God calls us to like living your, you know, with your tank on E does not cultivate mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot. It doesn't make a lot of room for, uh, the fruits of the spirit to really shine. Um, where it puts us in a rough place. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how do we battle this time wasting beast? <laughs> I mean, I called it a beast because these, you know, we, 
we know it comes from multitasking, distracted living, that control. Um, what are some practical ways? I know you say something about phones. What do you usually suggest that we do with our phones? This is so smart. Two-step process to access it. During the day, uh, I have times where I'm totally fine to look at my phone and, and scroll. But if I'm, it's mealtime. You know, yes, I put my phone, you know, people may put it in a basket. I like to do two-step process. So I like to put it in a drawer. So that way I have to go physically take two steps to get it. Go into the kitchen, open the drawer. But utilize that strategy in other places. When we're, you know, getting ready for the day. You don't need to scroll in between applying makeup. We can just listen to a podcast, put it down, turn your notifications off, but be mindful with our screens because that's a huge multitasker. We don't think it's a big deal, but if we look up our screen times and our usage, it adds up. It is, yeah, even just how many times we pick it up. So two-step process is huge. Another way to practice this is half your list. Take the list that you're looking at, that list that you're expecting from yourself, and be realistic with what's what do I need to do? Well, first, start with which of these aligns with keeping the sacred things sacred. Start by doing those first. Then look at the other ones. Can this wait? Does this have to be done? Can this be done next week? So start with the sacred things. Keep those a priority and then taper down. So half your list. Um, be sure you're expecting an appropriate amount of things, practice with your phone, putting it away, and then also recruit people to help you. Hey, if you, if you need to start incorporating rest, invite, like, I know if I go spend time with my best friend Thornley, I'm not going to be on my phone and I'm not going to work because I'm with her. And that's part of my hesitation sometimes to go out with girlfriends or have play dates is I know I can't do a little email. Start incorporating people so you practice detaching. Mm. practice detaching from the housework invite someone to come over and play outside take your kids to the library do something to get out and you'll start to see yourself relax and know it's okay it's totally okay well and i, I like how you said you know put your housework down because that's that is my struggle i've talked to you about that is balancing things is balance and i know balance is not a great word but you know what i mean like spending it, it's really comes down to the glass balls that you said you know, if you drop those things that are the priority in your life, then you are it, you know, it's going to be it. Somebody's going to get hurt, like you said, and it's going to make a mess. So how do we do that? How does a mom like me prioritize my home, taking care of my home, but also things that are more fun, <laughs> like doing something for work? I enjoy it. I enjoy things like that. And so I don't enjoy cleaning the house. Let's be honest. So I am. That's my struggle. That's my main struggle. So what would you say to a mom like me that that is their struggle, that they want to do the fun stuff instead, <laughs> instead of the stuff they should do? Like somebody that's totally opposite than you. Let's just say. Yeah. So somebody totally opposite <laughs> who wants to lean more on the fun stuff. <laughs> Darn, this might be a little zinger, so I'll be careful in time. Me, baby. <laughs> Look at what it's costing you that you're not doing the other things. Mm. So I would start by saying, hey, if I am not taking care of the house like I, you know, want to, and that maybe I should, that's kind of, you know, maybe your stay-at-home mom, and the expectation is a little bit that the house is your turf. And, you know, that's part of it, grocery shopping. What's it costing you that you're not showing up in that area? as well as you maybe want or need to be. Mm -hmm. 
and then aligning what can I do? What, what habit can I incorporate that would make it fun? Because if you are a fun lover, mm-hmm. and you enjoy that spontaneous, what is that that you can incorporate into those things that you don't necessarily enjoy that makes it fun? Mm. That you can, it doesn't have to be two worlds. And so for somebody who's on the other side of it, where it's, I'm not really motivated to do all these, like, you know, I'll say adulting, even though I know you like to adult, but the adulting side of things, Mm -hmm. tie some of those playful things. You're good at the playful things. Mm -hmm. You're a great person to have your son come and help you do stuff and make it a game. Mm -hmm. You're a great candidate for that. I'm more in the like hyper efficiency. So I'm le- I'm less likely to make it a game because I just want it done. You, that's a huge skill set of yours. So lean into that skill set and say, instead of me looking at this as opposing to having fun, how can I incorporate it and make this playful and reward yourself? You're a great people with your uh, tendencies are a great candidate for work first, play later. So reward yourself with that by doing the fun stuff mm. right after finish. Mm-hmm. And that's what I texted you yesterday or messaged you. I was like, I just, or I told you this morning, I did all the laundry yesterday and got it done in between work. And you were cheering me on because that is a struggle for me. So um, I, this was just a little, little one-on-one counseling sesh here, but that's okay. Um, but I do want to, I, I do want to know, I do want to say that I think having people in your corner, you're one of those people in my corner that are encouraging me to do Yes, what God has called us to do, but then, like you said, to incorporate fun in that. So turn music on, you know, listen to a podcast that I love to listen to while doing those things. And so I feel success with that now. And do it prioritizing those glass balls. Like Mm. sometimes we think as a mom, like we step into this world of like we're a maid and then we detach from being a mom and then we're kind of upset because then it's like, well, all I do is take care of things, but I'm not getting to do the mom stuff tie those together. I know that it takes five times longer to do the dishes when your child's helping. But I also know that you can satisfy and keep that glass ball safe and it, and improve that relationship by doing some of those things together. So I would definitely say try and marry some of those to-do list tasks with the glass balls. Make them fit. How mm-hmm. can doing chores help nurture your relationship with your family? How mm-hmm. can that help you nurture who God's, you know, calling you to be or urging you to be or bringing you to be. So start looking at your list through a different lens of, hey, how does this align with how can I do my part in maximizing this task with these relationships? Mm. See, that's good. That's why you're so good at what you do is that you you bring it back down to just practical and it's meeting me where I am. So I, I love that so much. Okay, what is next? Because you are a business coach. What is next for you? What's coming up? Anything that we can put in the show notes that people can connect with you? Yeah. So if you are somebody who has considered time blocking before, I would say, Stay-at-home mom, working mom, I really don't even care. (laughs) Time blocking will work for you. Themed days, themed weeks, themed mornings or afternoons. Time blocking does not have to be rigorous. So for me, I'm always going to encourage time management and time blocking. So we can include that in the show notes. I have a free time blocking mini course. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I know you're going to love it too. And then I'm just continuing to work with women to help really change their legacy by how they master their time. Mm -hmm. Um, What we do with our time really impacts 
what we leave behind. And so I, that's something I'm really passionate about. So you can connect with me on Instagram. I do private one-on-one coaching around time. Red and I have had some great conversations around her custom time management skills. So I would encourage you to start there if managing your time um, would change a lot of the results you're seeing in your life. Um, if, if that rings a bell for you and rings true and you think that would be beneficial, I'd start there. Absolutely. I can't say enough about all of the times that I have hired you to help me with that, not with just things in my business, which I have done that as well, but with time management, that is such a important skill for all of us. I mean, I just, I need it. I needed that structure from someone else saying, this is what you need to do, Ren. I'm like, okay, okay, I can do this. So I appreciate you so much. And um, y'all go find her on Instagram under Coach Alicia Byers. I will put all this in the show notes and go get that time management free download that she has. And um, man, I thank you so much, Alicia. I can't wait to meet you in real life one day. Yeah, so we can be real life friends, Ren. I love it. Thank That's you right. so much. This was so fun. This was, this was so great. And uh, I know there are amazing, awesome things ahead for you. So thank you, friend. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for today's show. For more encouragement, hop on over to Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast. I would love for you to send me a direct message and say hi. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Remember, we are all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.